0: Here. It has been a while. It was hard. I'll have you know that we watched episode four in anticipation for that recording, but then we couldn't stop and watch five, six, seven, eight, and now we are catching up to, with The Mandalorian, and then we're going to watch nine, I guess. <laughs>
1: We just kind of fell out of place, not watching The Mandalorian yet. Uh, And we thought we were only like two episodes away from the end of season one, when it turns out we stopped watching after episode three. Uh, (laughs) So we finished season one over the weekend and started season two as well.
2: Oh, it's so good.
0: So good. But now I feel like I'm going to have to go back and watch episode four whenever we do record that, (laughs) because I've seen so many since then.
3: Uh, I, I will not be watching the Star Wars original trilogy because I have seen them so much in my life. I do not need to prep for it. I am ready to go, which is a problem. Same thing with Elf, by the way.
2: Right. <laughs> Thanks to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love I'm sure
3: it. am sure we'll get to. I, I didn't push for us to record Star Wars because I have just been not in the goddamn mood to like yeah. edit and do stuff lately. I apologize. No, I, just...
0: I think we're all kind of in that place.
3: I was going to say, that's just life.
4: Mm-hmm. This, this you, life you know you, life you you people with your PS5s and your
3: <laughs> you know hey guess what I'm using my PS5 for to watch Hulu that's all we do it's <laughs> uh, a really sweet interface uh, bro are, are, are you, you playing like cyberpunk or are you playing like you know the new Miles Morales game no Hulu, Hulu. not even premium <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oof.
3: Oh, big Uh, oof. I don't even,
4: I don't know how to feel about that. Hello, everybody who is listening, and welcome to uh, the holiday special Christmas episode of the Peach Beats Film Club, which is a
3: podcast that is, yeah, music. Throw on the music. Um, It's the most wonderful time. This isn't copyrighted, right? It probably is. Oh, God.
4: You know. Uh, Which is, it's a podcast that we have um, that is conceptually a book club for movies, because movies are quicker and easier to consume than books. And I should know I'm in the middle of trying to read like four different thousand page books in a row.
0: Oh, no. (laughs)
3: I found the way to finish a thousand page book is to start and end one at a time instead of four of them at
0: once. Well, I'm not,
3: no, no, it's, it's one, no, one, two, three, four. I'm not doing four all at once. I'm not, I'm a little stupid, but I'm not
4: a madman.
2: I'm,
4: I'm, I'm a little stupid, but I'm not crazy. We, I am joined here today by Jacob and Anita, uh, as well as Sean and Emily and myself, because I'm here twice. I'm a double agent. <laughs> we watched, the uh, Elf,
3: Elf. Let me start off first by saying that I'm a little disappointed because I only agreed to do this podcast uh, if we were going to do the Christmas setup, the 2020 Lifetime movie with Fran Drescher uh, that Lifetime had with the gay couple. All right, let's just pause then and I'll go watch that. I'm fine with it. Yeah, we'll come back Come back in like an hour to two hours and uh, we'll talk about that one. Um, but then I found out we're, we, we're doing Elf. So... Uh, now I remember we were talking about what movies to do, Eric. And you, uh, before I go into my spiel, uh, please, please tell the people why why we're doing Elf and why we're doing as as I believe you had quoted, it is non negotiable.
4: It's it's non negotiable because much like and and if we're still doing this next year, we'll do have a Grinchful Christmas, the Jim Carrey edition, because the animated Benedict Cumberbatch movie is terrible. I haven't even seen it, but I know I don't like it. Um, It it defines a generation, defines who we are as people. We're either very happy all the time, getting drunk in the mail room and eating syrup on spaghetti, or we're very angry, eating glass, a green man living up in a cave. That's me. Uh, But that's a different story. That's the story for next year.
2: (laughs) I don't know. That sounds like the story in 2020, though.
0: I know. (laughs)
3: You know there was a Grinch before the Jim Carrey one, right?
0: No, 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 no. Yes, and
3: we respect that. We respect that that exists. Um, (laughs) However,
4: however, however, Jim Carrey is the defining Grinch of our generation. (laughs) These soft children these days with their Benedict Cumberbatches and their their alers you know.
0: What about the Matthew Morrisons?
4: Who is that and why do I care? (laughs)
1: That's the guy from uh, what is it? Glee? Who did the <laughs>
0: musical version? Yes, the live musical version.
3: If Jacob
1: has been on Hulu anytime recently, and, like that. he says, it's all over Hulu.
3: I saw it. I'm like, isn't that the Glee guy?
4: Here's the thing: I don't like musicals. I watch too many of them th- with substitute teachers in band class in the middle and high school, and I just <laughs> I don't like them. I'm not gonna bash you if you like musicals. You know, I understand that people very much love stuff like. Hamilton and Wicked and stuff like that, but the people who make them are evil, and I want them
0: all to know that. But no one needed a Grinch musical. Like, I'm pretty
1: sure the rest of us like musicals, but uh, I do also agree we didn't need a Grinch musical. It's part you know of the trend.
4: You know what musical we actually didn't need that exists and oh, was it one point on Netflix? Is it Shrek? It's Shrek.
3: <laughs> okay. All right. I have to defend Shrek the musical, yeah. which I saw on stage, okay, on bro- on Broadway,
0: wow. because
3: the end of Act One has a really, really pretty song that <laughs> turns into, like, a three-way thing between, like, Donkey and Shrek and Fiona, and it's oh. really, it's a really good, not a three-way in that way, you oh. sick. Whoa. And, you <laughs> a little, a little, <laughs> uh, you know. a little different. No, it's a really good song, and yeah, the rest of it you don't need, and I'm sure it's awful, but, like. I really that one really got me. So it Oh, it's a, it's an hour and a half musical about Shrek and there's one good song. Hey, and also <laughs> Look, I'm not going I'm not going to argue that the people who make musicals are evil cuz yes, they are. But that doesn't mean the the musicals themselves are evil. I just don't think you've been I don't think you were shown good mm-hmm. good uh, musicals or seen good ones. I don't. I don't know, and I don't really care because they just put me to sleep. I try. You know what? You know what, You need a little more coffee because we tried to get you to watch the Lego Holiday Special, which was like oh damn gosh. delight. Oh, and that a was me- so
2: great. It that is a good.
3: meme fest. It is a meme fest. It is nothing but prequel memes and stuff. And and he couldn't get through five. If minutes there's nothing but prequel memes, then why were the first five minutes sequel characters to set up the story? Mm.
1: It is a pretty good one. We stumbled onto it when trying to entertain Harper.
3: I don't know. I just couldn't, I just couldn't keep focus. Speaking of focus. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's, my, here's my opening spiel then. Elf is a 2003 film released by New Line Cinemas directed by John Favreau of Iron Man, Chef, and Lion King fame and the Mandalorian. Absolutely, of which there are some people from Elf that he put clear that he put in there probably cuz due to a working relationship. So it stars Will Farrell, James Khan, Zoe Deschanel, Mary Steenbergen, Daniel Tay Bob Newhart and Ed Asner. And by the way, that's just the principal cast because there are a ton of recognizable actors in supporting roles, or at least from comedies such as Amy Sedaris, who's also in The Mandalorian.
2: And a delight.
3: Matt Walsh, Andy Richter, and Peter Dinklage. Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Peter Peter Dinklage. Dinklage. Elf was released on November 7th and was a huge success commercially and critically. It grossed $220 million worldwide. It had a $33 million budget. That means it made its money back like a lot of times, but math is not what I do. According to Wikipedia, the movie is considered one of Farrell's greatest roles and is often put on lists of best Christmas movies of all time. Elf's success has extended beyond the film. It... I, like the Grinch has been adapted into a 2010 Broadway musical called Elf, the the new musical or um, yeah, Elf, the musical in 2014, NBC produced a stop motion animated television special based on the musical called Elf. Buddy's musical Christmas, which I need to talk about because it is a stop-motion special and it perplexes me to no end. So first of all, the voice cast includes Jim Parsons, who's like Sheldon Cooper, Kate Micucci, and Mark Hamill uh, as the father. And uh, it's interesting because like much of Elf, like the opening credits, the elements of the North Pole, and like the Elf's outfits are all inspired by the old Rankin-Bass stop-motion specials. So what we have is a stop motion musical based on a Broadway musical based on a movie inspired by stop motion musicals. So full
0: circle,
3: full circle. Who says creativity is dead? Uh, there was a time when I saw this movie maybe once a year, and that changed when I when I got married. And I didn't know if a certain someone would like to talk about how much they love Elf. <laughs> That's
2: me. I would love to hear about this. <laughs> Um, So Jacob fools himself if he thinks that this started when we got married, because it certainly (laughs) did not. (laughs) Um, I love Elf to Pieces. It is my all time favorite Christmas movie and probably would be a desert island movie. If I had to pick a handful of movies to bring to a desert island, Mm. Um, I, Limit myself to start watching Elf after Thanksgiving because that is when the Christmas season begins. Amen. Um, and it is on at least once a week, um, but probably more like every other day.
4: Dang. Almost. Hey, you.
2: <laughs> background and loveliness and just all Elf all the time because I can never get enough of it despite the thousands of times that i've seen it because i am actually a small child <laughs>
4: hey hey uh Jacob, how is your mental health doing this holiday season with all this <laughs> elf
3: I'm a little worried about you. One of these things she said is a lie because f- she did. She does not limit it to Thanksgiving due to the fact that's when Christmas season starts. She limits to Thanksgiving because the year after she watched it once a day, almost up to Christmas. I begged her not to start until Thanksgiving, <laughs> 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 which is like, and, and, and it just compounds it because it's it's the pandemic and. We all kind of just go into our comfort areas anyway, and just kind of embrace that. So, like, we have seen, I think, the first six seasons of The Office—the only seasons we end up mm-hmm. watching. Uh, five. I, I isn't six the the this the the Michael Scott paper company?
2: No, that's five. Oh
3: yeah, okay. We only watched the first five seasons of The Office. Um, we've, we've seen it probably about fifty times each episode since the pandemic began. And oh so, wow. <laughs> Because I need somebody who likes to like she likes to put stuff on the TV and like use that as a kind of background or just kind yeah. of relax and that's how she, that's what how she relaxes.
2: And these are trying times. <laughs> Don't they have are. the emotions for newer heavy things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Elf is just the purity and the delight that we all need in the world right now. So I have no shame. A little bit of shame. Maybe. <laughs> no, I have no lot, shame. <laughs> no so I
4: need a.
1: Why is it your favorite Christmas movie
2: then? I just think it is so pure and I just think it's just funny and pleasant and I just love like just the innocence of Buddy the Elf like when he answers the phone and says Buddy the Elf what's your favorite color? And just the elf depictions and the Norwalk saying bye buddy hope you find your dad. Just it's it's perfect. It's great. I love it.
0: Wholesome. I
4: love I love this movie up until the third act when they have to rescue Santa.
3: It's kind of a weak act, isn't it? Like compared to the, the first two?
4: Well not it's not it's not that the act of the movie is weak. It's that like I enjoy seeing Will Ferrell be ridiculous. But when you start talking about oh we gotta save Santa, we gotta get the Christmas spirit, I'm like, I don't care anymore.
1: I mean there had to be some resolution though. Did anybody watch um so I brought this up the other day, but um, Netflix now has a new special where they're doing different Christmas movies that they make like little mini documentaries of uh, called the Holiday Movies that Made Us. Did anybody get to watch the One on Elf?
3: I did not know that was a thing, so no no yeah I think you mentioned it and I completely escaped my mind. did you watch it? Uh, yeah, so Emily and I watched it. Well,
1: Emily fell asleep. I watched yeah, it. That's um, <laughs> it's very, very worth watching. And Anita, especially judging from how much you love this movie, you would probably love this. It did make me appreciate this movie in like a whole new light, mm-hmm. just because it brought up like how it was made in terms of like the like directors at first, and the producers, and like writers, and everybody behind it was like nobodies who really kind of just force this movie to get made by like sheer willpower and chance and a love of will ferrell essentially <laughs> yeah that was uh, the
0: driving force is we need a movie with will ferrell
1: <laughs> yeah like they all loved will ferrell and it was like you know kind of before his big movie fame and then uh old school came out a couple months before this and that kind of Put a little hindrance on things because it painted him in like, you know, the partier life. Um which is funny
3: because to me, old school is like the start of the Will Ferrell era.
1: Right. Which it then- more or less is. Um, but this was only a couple months after it, which is crazy.
3: And then a year later we got Anchorman. Yeah, think about that. Anchorman was just the year after.
2: Mm-hmm. Ugh, the Anchorman. I freaking love that movie.
1: It's but anyways, the like the whole thing in this is like they go on uh and talk about in so much emphasis how much they wanted to be like rankin bass and like seeing everything they did and everything they talked about and like how much thought went into it including like um for all the scenes where like buddy is with all the other elves like doing the i forget what the name of it is but this like how they staged the shot so it's like um, perspective based forced perspective or something forced perspective um And it was just like super cool to see all that. And it was like, oh man, I did. And it like having not, like, we don't necessarily watch this every year, we watch it most years. Um, But like having not seen it in a little while, like watching that before rewatching the movie, it was like, I do want to watch Elf again. That is such a good movie. We need to watch this. This sounds really interesting.
0: You do. It's it's like.
1: Yeah, it's super, super interesting. Because, like, for me, like, I've always enjoyed Elf, but it's definitely not my favorite Christmas movie or anything. Um, But seeing that made me, like, appreciate it in ways that I don't think I had beforehand.
0: It's funny how, because we mentioned um, how it was kind of the start of the Will Ferrell era, but, you know, you kind of forget, like, how many stars in this film. It was really kind of before they were bigger stars or before they really had their time, like Zoe Deschanel. I, I assume Peter Dinklage, cause I feel like I, he probably did stuff before this, but I feel like he wasn't, you know, huge until game of Thrones. So it's just kind of funny to see like some of these actors you know, before their era.
3: And what that's an interesting thing to to think about too, because what you have is a mixture of like a lot of the old school and then like the new school. So mm-hmm. you have like you're right, Zoe Deschanel I think was just starting her career. She had been in a bunch of stuff, I think, but nothing like huge.
2: Right, and she was blonde.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Daniel Tay, the little kid, uh, he did almost nothing after this. By the way, I looked it up,
1: which is wild.
3: Yeah, and then at the same time, you have Ed Asner, who's and um, and Bob Newhart, who are both like Ed Asner is a is an acting legend, a voice acting legend. And Bob Newhart is the big deal from Bob Newhart, had the Bob Newhart show. And he was a big comedian right. and he was really big. And then you have like James Kahn, who <laughs> was like huge back in like the 70s and whatnot with the Godfather and everything.
1: Yeah. And they, they even like bring that up in like that documentary, like talking about how they were all like a little nervous because he was just a different caliber and like different type of actor than everybody else in the movie
3: and and so it's kind of a it's kind of a weird mix of people but it works well Mm -hmm. yeah i
1: mean it's it's interesting because like they talk about in the beginning of that thing because i'm not going to get into anything on the end where i think they actually get into some juicy stuff but like they do talk about i think it was the studio wanted originally it not to be will ferrell but uh chris farley Mm -hmm. and like that would have been such a different movie different and like essentially uh, the way I think they said what they did was the writer um, he had because they like got optioned to do it with Chris Farley. And he just sat on the script for a year because he didn't want to make it with Chris Farley. He wanted Will Farrell, which is just like so crazy because it was just so far. Like I feel like, you know, he was popular with SNL, but it was ahead of, you know, the Will Farrell movie fame for certain.
3: Was it was it was it um, was it Chris Farley or Jim Carrey? Chris Chris Farley. Farley. Oh, uh, because I'd heard Jim Carrey was the one they had won for this originally. No, Chris Farley, apparently. Oh, interesting. Huh. Which would have been
1: very odd. Very different Mm -hmm. movie. (laughs) Will Ferrell's just like, it's such, it's like one of the most iconic Will Ferrell roles that it's hard to picture anybody
3: else doing it because it would just be so different. It would be a completely different role, I feel like. Which is why I think, because uh, he brings this kind of weird, like silliness, and also a serious silliness to it that I think only Will Ferrell could do. And this comes across. We caught we caught like five minutes of this of the Elf musical show with the uh, the voice of Sheldon Cooper doing it, and he just hams it up so hard, and it just mm. and I wanted to punch the screen. So
4: oh, no. we recorded it. it.
3: We're probably gonna watch it because I'm curious, but. Uh, it's it's not the same thing. It's not the same,
0: right? It is funny how Will Ferrell has this kind of wholesome, silly. You know, he can play that so well, but he can very easily be in like adult raunchy comedy too. You know, right? It's it's really kind of amazing how he can be in both so well.
3: A, a year or two after this, uh, he came out in the movie called Stranger Than Fiction. Have you seen that? Yeah. Such a good movie. Okay, good. Oh, yes. so yeah. Okay, good.
1: Strangely enough, we watched it in my ninth grade English class. Oh, (laughs) Oh, don't
2: say that.
1: Yep, Yeah, we watched that one in high school.
2: We so old.
1: In terms of how I associate this movie is that it's the, and I may be wrong based on everybody else's thoughts of other movies, but it's the only 21st century classic Christmas movie. Like, it's the only movie good enough to be considered a Christmas classic, I think, from... 2001
3: on that's actually so funny because i i was thinking of saying that i think this is the last great classic christmas movie or the most recent of the classic christmas movies
2: what about love actually
3: it's a good movie didn't this come out
1: after love actually uh i think love actually came out like the year before maybe oh Um, hold up
2: 2003
1: so same year then right Mm. which like love actually don't get me wrong is a good movie but i wouldn't call it a christmas classic like in terms of like it's not on the same mainstream popularity level as like this or the grinch or a christmas story or national lampoons or charlie brown or the old school classics in my mind anyway
3: i would i would agree with that cuz i think love actually is a good movie i think it's a good movie for christmas time cuz we watched it the other night and i do love it but you're right, when you think of Christmas movies, you think of all the ones you just mentioned. And that's what I think of. and And that's where I put elf in that in that pantheon versus what love actually is, which I don't even know what that goes into, but it's it's enjoyable,
1: yeah, because like for me, it's it's just so good. And I, I'm trying to think of anything else that came out after this. and, I, and really, there's not even any great Christmas movies like, I think it shows how bad it was when last year uh, or maybe the year before that Netflix did the Christmas Chronicles. And I was like, Oh, that wasn't that bad. Um, because I feel like it won. It's not that great of a movie, but like, it was just that everything else we've gotten has been terrible. Um, that I appreciated the Christmas Chronicles.
0: <laughs> well, I feel like we're You're in the trend. Yeah. They have a second one. <laughs> Like Christmas Chronicle, I'm not gonna lie. Um <laughs> Definitely not a classic though. But I feel like the trend, like for the past couple years, has been like these like Hallmark Christmas movies, you know, yeah. or Hallmark themed Christmas movies put out by Netflix. <laughs> <laughs>
4: right. What do we do to those? Yeah. We make fun of them.
0: Uh, yeah, but I feel like those are like kind of like the the highlight, I guess, of Christmas movies nowadays. That I just don't feel like we're a thing or maybe they were and no one they just didn't you know carry on like these i'm sure won't carry on I, but.
3: I don't understand what the power of those things are when anita's family was here the last christmas they just put them on like they just took over the tv and it was nothing but that yeah. the entire time and i yeah. could not move away from the screen I was about to say I wasn't following you, but now I'm totally there with you. You're like, like I'm like, this is so dumb. How can anyone watch this, this, this tripe? This the the, same <laughs> this, movie this same movie over and over. Movie. Vague, vaguely racist, <laughs> va- vaguely anti-Jewish, anti-Semitic, and yet I could not move from that couch
1: <laughs> for I hours. I know exactly what you mean. I used to make fun of it so much, and then we, when I was in college, at one point we we came back and we're with Emily's grandparents, and they just had it on the whole time and I was like gosh I, I just don't get it and then like I watched it, and I was like apparently my tolerance for bad movies at Christmas time is really high <laughs> just, because I was like I guess yeah let's watch the next one about successful businesswoman and hometown guy who hasn't left who teaches her the meaning of Christmas <laughs> and they get
3: married after a week I think uh-huh. you just mentioned all of them right there the same thing just that yeah. one plot just
2: that's all that's cookie all of cutter
3: Elf is something really special and and like yeah, they try to make new things that are supposed to be like the new next classic. Because you bring up the what is it, the, the Chronicles, whatever it's called, Christmas Chronicles. They had two things last year that we watched, and one was an animated thing with it, indescribably for some reason. What's that actor? The guy who was always in every hipster thing ever, and he was in Scott Pilgrim.
2: Oh, that Klaus movie. The
3: Klaus movie, and oh, it had yeah. a. I don't even remember that actor. He's the guy. He, he's in like all those Wes Anderson type movies, and he. Had, oh yeah.
1: Can't even think of gosh. his
3: name because it's like he's he's that guy, and right. It, it got better near the end, but it was.
2: Ooh, that was a slow movie.
3: Log of a film, and uh, it had some really cool animation. And then you watched we watched Noel, which I know Anita wants to watch again, and oh
0: yeah,
3: and that's a fine. It's good. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't in love with it, and they re- they they totally misused uh, what's his name in that. Oh, God. What's Billy
2: this? Eichner or Bill Hader. They're both in it.
3: Yep. Uh, oh, wait. I forgot Bill Hader's in it. Okay. I'll, I'll watch it again.
2: Do you think it's also because of
0: the age you are? Like, do you think that? I mean, I know Elf didn't come out when we were kids or anything, but, you know, you're still a, a, a wee bit younger <laughs> 20 years ago. Um so do you think that plays any role? Because I think about that too. Elf. I feel like I'm a little bit on the outskirts here. Cause Elf is not like one of my classics. Like it's not something I look forward to watching every year. Um, I totally respect people who do. Cause I, I see why you can love it so much. Uh, I just, it's for some reason, like for me, it's like the nostalgic Christmas ones from childhood are like the, the S tier and then everything else. Um, but I, I wonder if it's just also because of our age, like we're, we're much older now. And so it's like, you know, are the kids in these generations, like, are they seeing some of these newer Christmas movies and going, oh, this is going to be a classic. You oh, know? sure. Oh, sure.
3: Yeah. Nostalgia, nostalgia is huge
1: with this mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's just like, I feel like the style of movie that's become popular because the only movies that I can remember coming out to theaters and being like bigger Christmas movies, like ones that were marketed well anyway, uh, are like, the night before, which had Seth Rogen, uh, Office Christmas Party, which had like T.J. Miller and uh, Jason Bateman. Then there was like Bad Moms Christmas and stuff. Okay. Like I, I just feel like <laughs> they've gotten into this like edgy comedy bad
0: like, Other than like Christmas, movies.
1: like they have to be like an edgy comedy to be a Christmas movie. Like there's not really like anything trying to be
3: a Christmas movie. Besides that, I feel like
1: whereas like Elf was very much trying to be an old school Christmas movie.
3: I I agree, mm-hmm. and I think well, and, and here, like my nostalgia, my the movie I always go to when I think Christmas is A Muppet Christmas Carol. Right, mm-hmm. that is, mm-hmm. that is what, famous one. My my family grew up with that hard, and I look, and I've always been a big fan of the Grinch, and I used to watch the old cartoon. My so I like Elf a lot. I think a lot of my love also comes from the um osmosis of enthusiasm from Anita. I think has mm-hmm. just ha- has has also, <laughs> has also permeated my enjoyment of it.
0: I think that's what happened with me and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation because that is the one movie that I saw as an adult that is now a classic uh, so because good. Sean loved it so much, and then I saw it with him much much after we got married. It was just kind of random, um, and yeah, now we have to watch it every year. You know, another movie you said the Elf was. The only 20th century Christmas classic, okay. Polar Express. Oh, uh,
3: no, Ooh. no, no, yeah. I'm gonna go
0: with
3: <laughs> the- what? <laughs> wow, I forgot how much you liked no! horror movies.
2: No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not as
3: really
0: good as Elf, but I mean, I feel like it is a it, it's like
3: I think up it's there. iconic, I think it's terrifying, I think it's <laughs> iconic, no! but the problem
1: is like. It was trying to be, you know, cutting-edge graphics for 2004. Oh. And that's where, unfortunately, those graphics remain Because it was at that weird transitional time where stuff just didn't age super well. And for me, like, I mean, I remember reading the Polar Express book mm-hmm. more than I remember watching the movie. Like, I remember the movie as, like, a event from my childhood. Because, like, what? It probably came out when we were, like, 12, 13. But besides that, like it's not a favorite of mine by any means.
0: Well, <laughs>
1: but I'm glad it is for you.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed that movie that Tom Hanks was in.
0: Listen, <laughs> Cyberpunk could never get the graphics that Polar Express did with Tom Hanks. Okay? Not
1: on PS4, or Xbox One, anyway. <laughs>
4: I don't know. I don't know why you're attacking Cyberpunk like
0: I
3: have
4: any I don't interest know. In
3: playing <laughs>
0: <games>. <laughs> I thought I thought of someone uh, with like graphics that aren't as good as they should be, and that's the first thing that
3: came that's to Shots fired.
4: <laughs> shots shots fired. The Polish are gonna come for you. Great.
3: <laughs> uh, I do wanna I do wanna step back for a second, by the way. I know this isn't about this, but uh, Sean mentioned Office Christmas Party, which I did review for the blog back in the day. I think that movie's actually very funny and enjoyable. And oh, I still see haven't seen it. It's it's funny. It's got it's a very SNL kind of flavor to it. I think like more
1: extreme. Uh, is it a Christmas
0: classic?
3: No.
1: <laughs> it's like so that and the night before. I want to see both of those still, even though I don't. expect to love either of them and then the other newer one that i still want to see mainly because like i just feel like it can't be good but it sounds you know like some people like it is anna and the apocalypse which is that uh musical zombie christmas movie that came out like two or three years ago this is the first time i've heard
3: about this what
1: it came out to theaters uh let me see i got it up here it's got a 77 on rotten tomatoes uh and yeah it's just a christmas zombie-killing musical, as you do, (laughs) called Anna and the Apocalypse. It's on uh, Amazon Prime to watch, I think. I am interested. So so the (laughs) cinematic poster uh, describes it as Shaun of the Dead meets La La Land.
3: (laughs) One of those movies I I really like and one of those movies I really hate. (laughs) Which one do you think is which?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know too well. (laughs) I like both of those movies for what it's worth. (laughs) Eric, what is your thoughts on elf?
4: I, I enjoy the movie. Like I said, the third act, I don't, I don't, I, I am, I am a kind of a sap about certain things, Uh, but I don't do the whole big, uh, we got to have, you know, the Christmas spirit and and, and this stuff. I just like watching people have fun. Right. Uh, Right. The entire, like, first hour of the movie is just will ferrell running around it feels like he's just there's no script it's just will ferrell will ferrell let me let me let me send my dad this piece of lingerie let me run (laughs) around in the in the in the door for an hour you know
2: I read that he um the parts of him in the streets in New York were like literally just him running oh, around yeah. New York and harassing people. <laughs> yeah. I think it's my favorite thing. So like the guy hailing a cab, like he did that. He ran up to the guy and was like, Santa, Santa, right. you're not Santa.
1: Yeah, apparently they said they only had like I think like what, two days or something or maybe like a week to film in New York and they were trying to think of how they could set up like a stage to make it look like New York, but not seem too fake. And they're like, "I guess we'll just let Will Farrell run around and, you know, go bother this stranger and run through a revolving door for a while."
4: Yeah, <laughs> I I do have to say that that my favorite part of the movie is the when he makes all the the decorations in the toy shop.
0: That's what I was um, gonna say too. That's my favorite.
4: He think. he he puts up all the decorations and he goes, "You're not Santa." You throne of
3: lies.
0: <laughs> yeah. Iconic. I also love, love, love the store manager. Like, he's one of my favorite characters.
3: Oh, yeah. Do you know I'm the trivia about that?
4: But somebody's done it for my job. <laughs>
1: uh, as somebody who watched everything that I've been talking about, yes, I know the trivia, but please go on.
3: Oh, so yeah, and, and this actually uh, can segment is something else, too. But um, originally, Wanda Sykes was supposed to do that part. And I guess there was some kind of scheduling error. She wasn't able to make it to film the movie. So if you see the guy's name tag, it still has Wanda on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so last night, Anita and I watched the Elf script read being put on by the Democratic Party of Georgia to raise money for John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock. And so if you donated, you could watch a a live script reading with almost the entire cast. And they had Wanda Sykes doing that role. And,
2: and she was great. <laughs>
3: we're cracking up. like
2: she was great. She wasn't
3: even like the, the lines aren't even funny. We're just cracking up though because it's just Wanda likes the way she's doing it. Which by the way, like Ed Helms was there stepping in.
2: The kid from Stranger Things, Dustin, he played Michael. Oh, and, perfect! Oh my goodness, he was having the. Best. He was living his best life. He was Aww. cracking up at
3: all the lines everyone else was doing. He was just, he was, it was just, it was a delight. And and yeah. Interestingly enough, James Kahn was not there because he is a registered Republican. So he did not join this. Oh. They had uh, John Lithgow step in for his role. So yeah. That's hmm. pretty good too. Yeah. He was very good.
2: Um, and I just looked up Bob Newhart. It uh, Newhart is ninety one. He looked oh, holy. Holy, um, he he
3: yeah, and Ed he and, and Ed,
2: he Ed Asner his
0: role. Wow, <laughs> that's sweet.
3: Um, and Amy Sedaris kept popping up on the Zoom call, like because like she wasn't muting and she was like laughing at things, so she just kept like popping up on the thing and. It was very good. it was it was cute and but I I thought it was funny that the store manager there they brought Wanda Sykes in for that to to finally do it. <laughs>
2: nice. It's
1: funny, like because like Wanda would have been so perfect for that role, but like I love the person they got to get the to be the store manager. I love that. Like, guy. I feel like you know they watching that... yeah yeah, yeah. watching it back today like and just seeing like especially the part where like he comes up you know right after will does all the decorations and he's like they must have sent somebody in here from corporate like he just fits it so perfectly
3: john favreau credits elf as the film that got him the director role for iron man huh he believes that elf was so because of its commercial success and showing him as a competent director is one of the reasons he was considered for when iron man uh, was was looking for a director.
1: Fun trivia fact for you: uh, John Favreau, month, weeks, months before this movie came out, got shelved as the director of Elf. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they tried to like make it without him, and essentially like they didn't put together like the last part of the movie like that he wanted, and it did terrible. And so they were like, "We got to bring him back."
3: Yeah. Don't don't mess with Jon Favreau.
1: <laughs> Everything he touches is gold.
0: I don't I don't understand Jon Favreau. Like, who is this man that plays these like actor roles in these goofy comedies? But then also is like the director of such amazing works. <laughs> I
3: know he is
2: a national treasure.
3: The, so so first of all, let's not let's not go crazy about Jon Favreau. I love him to pieces, and he's done great movies. But he's also done Iron Man two and The Lion King. So let's not forget that. That not everything he touches is gold. He did do the
2: good Jungle Book, too. Okay, the Jungle
1: Book was good, yeah. He did the Jungle Book. I mean, he did... Like, it's just... There's too much good to even acknowledge the bad, Jacob.
3: When, when it comes to his acting stuff, somebody... this And this is interesting, the movie they pulled this from. Someone once uh, quoted that he's he is the ideal guy to play somebody's best friend or buddy. And that he always uh-huh. should be cast in that role. Which is... Kind of what happens, like you know, the doctor's kind of like a little cameo mm-hmm. p- to a party, doesn't here. The, the role he did that in was the Ben Affleck Daredevil, he played Happy Hogan, and um, uh, and someone said, Oh, this movie sucks, but John Favreau's in it, and he's a, he's delightful. <laughs> <laughs> when I think of him acting, I only
1: think of I Love You Man, where Paul Redd just vomits in his <laughs> face, and it's like oh, one of my it's like one of my favorite ones is like he is like so good and i which first of all i love i love you man but like
3: john favreau is just so fabulous in that he's role so antagonistic of being like, oh, <laughs> he's so mad at this guy so good. oh my god and also no it was happy hogan it was the name of whatever daredevil's buddy is i don't know he's played by that weird guy in in the tv show i don't
0: remember happy hogan sounds uh good
1: happy hogan's what the iron man or the spider-man iron,
3: the man, iron one? man one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Ugh, so, good. so good, thank you, John, mm-hmm. and thank you for the Mandalorian. We appreciate this too,
4: and also making the MCU I think.
3: essentially. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Elf!
4: Oh, Elf!
3: What a fun movie!
4: <laughs> what a good movie! What a what a what a what a fun movie! Have you have you tried putting maple syrup on your spaghetti? Or is that just
1: me? <laughs> Wait, what do you mean try? I thought I was
3: told that's what they do in Italy, so I've been doing it. Uh, Seem, Somewhere in like, Italian is doing
4: the fingers at you, and you know what, what I'm talking about. They're, they're
3: doing, they're doing the, the hand under the chin thing, the, the sweep. That's what they're yeah. doing at you. Now what are you talking about? You put a syrup on the pasta. <laughs> Peter and
1: Family Guy goes boppity boopy. so I just do that as I'm pouring syrup on my spaghetti. I say bopity
4: Okay. Don't well,
1: even get me started on how I make chicken parmesan.
4: <laughs> I... I'm a little interested. Maybe I'll message you about that tomorrow. <laughs> I'm I'm curious. I'm scared, but I'm curious.
3: I, I have two questions about this movie. Two things that always that, always, that I gotta ask. Uh, so the first is, does anyone else think that Zoe Deschanel is not one of the stronger parts of this movie? Is that just me?
4: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this question with another question. Is Zoe Deschanel the strongest part of anything she's ever been? No, she listen, wasn't even the strongest part of a listen. new girl. She is,
1: she is certainly the strongest part of she and him.
4: <laughs> oh, that is true. Oh yeah. I don't know what that is. So.
1: That's uh, her band that she was in. Oh. Wasn't it just two people? Speaking of people,
3: yeah.
4: Speaking speaking of people who have both been in Christmas movies and are in bands, the girl that played Cindy Luhu. Is also
0: in a band. Oh,
1: yes. (laughs) I don't necessarily hate Zoe Deschanel in this movie. I don't think like she's one of the only parts where I'm like, they probably could have cast somebody in the movie, somebody else in the movie would have still been as good. But she kind of fits like that weird, like aloof type. I feel like, you know, like she's she's like her own thing, she's just kind of distant, you know.
2: Kind of sassy. And cranky. She's very cranky mm-hmm. in this movie. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I mean, her she can't afford her water bill. And then some guy man child is creeping on her at work. So
0: And her name is Jovi. <laughs> Let's don't forget
3: that. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's really where it all went downhill was that her name's Jovi.
4: It's correct. What exactly is a Jovi?
3: <laughs> but, but it's okay because she gets the Hallmark treatment where somebody teaches her the real meaning of Christmas and her life becomes better. Yeah, which is actually what Elf is in the end, I guess.
0: And they make a little elf baby,
2: but they seem to do it a lot cuter than the Hallmark movies, at least. Because Wolf Ferrell at least takes her skipping around New York City to look at different Christmas trees and mm-hmm. spin around the and world's city. best cup of best coffee, cup of coffee.
3: <laughs> which is truly a sweet gesture from uh, such an innocent heart. And and so Emily, you bring up the thing where they make up the cute elf baby. My issue with that is that she is now appropriating elf culture. She is showing up there yeah. wearing that outfit, and it's it's just kind of like, who, who does she think she is? Like, I don't know.
1: She married into elf culture. She is embracing
3: her family. <sighs> that also brings up my, my second thing I wanted to mention. And as much as we love him to pieces, like, I think even at the time, the Peter Dinklage thing is yeah. kind of questionable mainly the the editing on
1: the fight scene where he runs across the table
2: <laughs> yeah
1: that's the questionable part
3: i was saying it was more of the fact that like bringing on a little person actor and then having someone continuously bring that up but uh but uh but yeah that too is also now that i think about it, <laughs> it, it uh, i mean sure it does not age well and uh
1: in our eyes now and like watching it you're like oh yeah you wouldn't do that nowadays
3: but they did in 2003 because i was talking to anita about this i think the only time that i've ever seen him in a movie where he was it was not brought up that he was a little person was the x-men movie he did
4: peter dinklage was in an x-men
3: yeah he was in days of future past
4: oh see i didn't watch that one because it looked bad
3: it was actually okay. It was pretty good. Uh, it was the last good one. But uh, he plays the bad guy who's not a mutant. He's just a person. And uh, they never mention, they never bring up the fact that he's a little person.
1: I did ask Emily which was better, uh, him fighting Buddy the Elf or him fighting Tywin Lannister? And she was like, well, with Tywin, she, he just kind of shot him from like... <laughs> while well, well, he, he was, was on really the toilet. It. So wasn't really a fight
2: scene. I mean, he does like... Full on lift up buddy and slam him on a table. Yeah. Pretty pretty impressive.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a strong guy. Mm-hmm.
2: And he has all these houses
3: <laughs> with mm-hmm. 70 inch TV screens. <laughs> 71, plasma,
2: 71 plasma. inch plasma screens. Can't forget the plasma TV.
3: Be there tomorrow. 71 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> I I have not I have not worked in children's publishing before, but I have worked in publishing and. It, does not, it doesn't seem that cutthroat as they make it seem. Well, the other thing that I noted
1: on the rewatch was that I was like, you know, they put a hard deadline. He's like, I want a new book ready for the first quarter. And I was like, this is a huge children's publishing company. And they're only publishing what seems like less than four a year because <laughs> it seemed like a
3: stretch to have one ready for a quarter. <laughs> And he like he okayed the fact that like this book went out missing two complete pages. Like
1: yeah,
2: they're like but he I was on the things naughty things. list, so of course he did.
3: <laughs> I do. I do. On the first time we see him, he's telling a nun that he has they have to give books. Oh back.
1: my gosh. <laughs> oh man.
3: <laughs> oh
1: good. Apparently, Will Farrell really did annoy James Khan which is hilarious and i feel like that translates
3: well across the screen i heard that john favreau and will ferrell don't get along
0: oh
3: yeah james conn was on record saying that there's probably will be no sequel because will ferrell and john favreau don't get along and he did not elaborate what that meant so that's interesting which is sad because yeah
2: that makes me so sad Mm -hmm. so much talent I was
0: going to ask if you think there will ever be like a sequel, remake, anything. You know, I
2: sure hope not. I would agree with Eric. It is a classic. Let it be a classic. None of this sequel nonsense, please. Will Ferrell
3: has come out and said that he thinks it would be silly for a middle-aged man to come out in those tights and do it again. He hasn't, he would never want to do it. And then he also said, well, who knows? We'll see in 10 years you'll see me, you know, agreeing to millions of dollars and doing this. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Right, yeah, I feel like too often sequels are worse. Like there's a couple of treasures where sequels are like good, if not better, but that's so few and far between.
3: Especially like Christmas sequels, like, like even the Santa Claus
1: two, which was tolerable, oh. was a oh,
0: significant no. step no. down.
2: Oh. I'm not saying it. And look, the third one was just weird. Well, yeah. see, that's what
1: I was gonna say. That's if you like compare that two that to three, part. two's not too bad, but both compared to one like one, really good Christmas movie. Really good. Two, that was okay. You know, sure, if it's on, that's fine. But you're not
3: gonna go out of your way to watch it. But three, you're going out of your way to turn it off. Is three the one where they introduce Martin Short as Jack Frost? Yes. That yes. there you go. <laughs> you
1: brought he has Martin like Short that in there.
2: Weird, um plastic robotic Santa that's super creepy.
1: That's in two, yeah.
2: Oh, that's
1: two. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So yeah, to show how how not popular three is, um, ABC Family or Freeform or whatever it is now was showing
3: one and two every other night, and they never showed three. <laughs> 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 so I need to ask me this the other day, and I want to ask you guys now: What is your favorite depiction of elves in movies in the and nor- like the North Pole? Mm-hmm. Because we were watching the Santa Claus and. I think the depiction oh. of elves in Elf are one of my favorite ways it's been done.
2: It's it's definitely my favorite. I feel like the Santa Claus comes in a close second. The thing that I think we agreed on that is kind of mildly creepy and offsetting is the children.
3: Yeah, we don't like having children playing like, elves.
2: <laughs> I, I totally get it. I totally get it. But like it's also kinda of like weird and mildly creepy at the same time. Sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's like in terms of elves as a whole, I would probably say from elf, especially because it just harkens back to like the old school movies and like the aesthetic of it all. Um, but I will say David Crumholtz as uh, Bernard in the Ugh. Santa Claus.
3: Oh, yeah, he's Chef, great. Yes. He's great. Oh,
2: Chef, he's my yeah. da- he is my dad's all time <laughs> favorite. The Santa Claus is my dad's all time <laughs> favorite Christmas Bernard? movie. Hands down. That Bernard? Is, is yeah, the girl that makes a so hot cocoa
3: she's what makes it weird. Although that, that joke about I'm seeing somebody in rapping was a really funny, like response line. Yeah. I think.
2: <laughs> uh, well, the, like, I feel like elf did a really good job of like building the elf world. And also yeah. what so charming is that like, it's fun and silly and cute and doesn't take itself like too seriously. And like when they're talking about the code of the elves and graphic chip processors and right. all that. It's one
3: of my favorite uh, lines. Yeah. <laughs> 'Cause they address what like it's like, hey, guess what? You know what you know what modern children aren't playing with? Like block toy trains and um all these other like generic things, all right? Mm-hmm. So like they address that and no one ever does, and I think that's great. Uh can you please tell them about your father and Bernard?
2: Oh god. So my dad, he he, so this is, I think, where I get my elf obsession from, because he goes in on all things. So the Santa Claus, when I was growing up, was just on the TV mm-hmm. all day, every day, and for my elementary school growing up, we were having a breakfast with Santa one year and my dad thought it would be a fantastic idea Um, and my dad's from India by the way so he's this small little Indian man to dress up as Bernard the Elf and help oh my at God. the, the uh, school breakfast with Santa and ever since then he calls himself Bernard the Elf at Christmas and he did it for years years <laughs> How at this I would, I I
4: would well. never forgive him Never
2: that
0: just melts my heart.
2: My sister and I were mortified.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm sure Um,
2: sure. but, (laughs) but he loved it to pieces and he will still just watch the Santa Claus nonstop and just he's constantly quoting Bernard around Christmas time. Here's
0: what I've learned from this uh episode is that I need to harness whatever Anita's love for Elf and Anita's dad's love for Bernard. I just need to harness that into <laughs> I something, think that into will something. Get me out of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, is- harness, it,
4: harness it into me getting a PlayStation 5.
0: That's what we're going to do. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just that's so and sweet and innocent and pure. It's such did...
2: a it's a good es- it's a good escape from twenty twenty. <laughs> and probably That's... and working you know, working with kids, like I just have like a sad little wholesome naive heart. So <laughs> Elf just makes it perfect. See, my,
4: my escape from twenty twenty has been uh a lot of watching the entirety of the Clone Wars animated series for the last three weeks. So there you, go. you say it like it's a bad thing though. No, it's not a bad thing. But, like, I just had
3: to zone out. Speaking of which, the fact that um, John Favreau brought Life Day back into Star Wars canon in yes. is, <laughs> is a delight.
2: Wait, how did he do that?
3: So he, it's mentioned in the very first episode by the Horatio Sands blue fish guy that it's his very first bounty that opens up the whole show.
2: Oh, he mentions it?
3: He mentions it, and... Um, because he's like, yo, I haven't done whatever since Life Day. And th- through that one line, he acknowledged one of the mo- the worst Star Wars things ever created to the point where I think George Lucas was said to have gone around trying to find every filmed copy of it to destroy it. Oh, no. The Star Wars Christmas special <laughs> is, is notoriously – it's not even like the room bad. It's just
4: bad. And, and for this reason, we respect it. <laughs> Does anybody have yeah, anybody have anything else? Yeah, I'll um uh boy, I should
3: have written this part down. Um You like if you like casting, you like pods, then listen to I, our movie podcast.
4: Listen, yeah, do listen <laughs> listen to that guy. Listen to listen to the crazy bald man here. Uh we watched Elf because it's Christmas, and next year for Christmas if we're still doing this a whole little thing. Uh, we'll do either The Grinch or uh, A Christmas Story because was, I, I I forget about The Christmas Story every year until somebody mentions it because it's a movie that I grew up watching uh, a lot. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll do, uh, every year when they do the 24-hour marathon, my dad would always yeah. have it. Oh, oh, always. But so we'll figure that out next year. Um, But yeah, we watched Elf. Again, this is, uh, what do we call this? This is the the, the Peach Geeks Film Club, which is a podcast which is designed to be like a book club, but about movies. Uh, And again, that's because movies take an hour and a half to like maybe three hours instead of, I don't know, a day and a half of reading if you do nothing else. And the first rule of film club is that we talk about film club nonstop. <laughs> all about film. Club. I have. I have been Eric.
3: I'm Jacob. And you guys can introduce yourselves. Oh, I just I've, I jumped the gun. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, you, you jumped it. Excited. What'd you say? You got too excited. I, I
3: did. I did. I'm Jacob. I'm Sean.
2: I'm Emily. I'm Anita. I have an elf problem. <laughs> <laughs> and you all sit on a throne of lies.
4: <laughs>
3: You smell like beef and cheese. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I forget about that line. It's so good.
2: It's the best line in the movie. <laughs> you smell like beef and cheese. You don't smell like Santa.
3: Until next year, we'll we'll see you all later. Good morrow, farewell. Bye. Merry Christmas, Chappy Chanika.
4: I love you. Bye.
3: Peach Geeks Film Club is a production of the Peach Geeks Network. Film Club was created and hosted by Eric Bowser, and this episode co starred Jacob Gallet, Anita Gallet, Emily Horan, and Sean Horan. Editing by Jacob Gallet, podcast artwork by Emily Horan. The intro and outro music is courtesy of Silverman Sound, with an available link in the podcast notes. For more information on Peach Geeks podcasts or to join in the conversation, join our Discord channel or find us at peachgeeks.net.